Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Tuesday, the 12th of July, 2022. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome aboard. Thank you for finding me first of all, and thank you for plugging in. Hopefully, what I talk about today is going to resonate with you on your quest to become an exceptional sales leader. But also, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you coming back. And I hope and I trust that I'm continuing to add value to you in your quest also to be an exceptional sales leader. And the key thing about all this as well is, yes, it's going to help us become better sales leaders, more exceptional sales leaders, but also think about how this can be paid forward to your teams as well. Because there's a lot of principles we talk about and hopefully there's a lot of value that we're adding that uh, hopefully can make teams more exceptional in what they do as well. Because we're all about not only driving exceptional sales leadership, we're also about developing teams that will deliver over time sustainable and replicable results. So uh, as we get into today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that is age-old, and uh, it's, there's been a lot of examples that have been popping up over the last week in a, in a bit uh, in particular around this topic, and I felt uh, just compelled because there was a, a conversation I had last night, and uh, it's all about giving. And there are so many examples about teams making it all about themselves, looking for what they can get, even in community sport. Now, this uh, this came to a head last night, and if you don't know, I'm part of a local football club uh, in an area where I live, and uh, part of the committee, part of the board, and uh, for all intents and purposes, very, very successful club, uh, really good engagement, and uh, you know we think is a really good culture. But even in a really good culture, there's certain elements that are starting to bubble to the surface, and there are certain examples that we've seen over the last six weeks or so, which kind of indicates that perhaps there are people within the club that are not necessarily looking at how they can make a contribution to the club. They're more looking at how they can receive from the club. And it was a really, really interesting conversation. And I want to bring it back to sales leadership and, and just in teams in general. But uh, often often what we see is, and certainly I've seen this in, in our club, is that there are certain people that are always there to do certain tasks. And it's almost like people rely upon those individuals to get things done. In some cases, there are some players, for example, that will turn up either at training or on game day, and they just assume and expect that things are gonna get done. For example, that exercise bikes are put out, or massage mats are put out, that there'll be enough strapping tape, that the water bottles will all be done, that the ground is gonna be set up ready for play, etc., etc. So there's a lot of people that expect things to just happen because for all intents and purposes, things just happen. But they don't happen by accident, they happen by people who volunteer and make a constant contribution to the club to make sure that these players get the opportunity to play the game that they love. And unfortunately, there are some elements that kind of take this for granted. And this came to head last night because we were talking about contribution at a club and talking about the viability of and sustainability of the club moving forward and looking at how we could actually expand the level of volunteers across the organization so that's not left to a vital few, which often it is in many organizations to get things done, and it's no different in big organizations either. Um, and just thinking about some of the some of the ideas we could generate, and I wanted to talk about today that great leaders 
are great givers. And this principle applies to community clubs, it applies to teams, it applies to organizations, and certainly it applies to sales teams as well. Because often when I look at teams and organizations, uh, there's a lot of what we call transactional uh, transactional relationships taking place. And that is, they're not necessarily deep, they're not necessarily strategic, and when people are asked or whether they're instructed or whether they're encouraged to assist and make a contribution, it's almost like the response is, yeah, I'm happy to do that, but what do I get? Hence, there's some conditions attached, and hence it becomes more of a transactional relationship. So I'm more than happy to sweep the sheds, but do I get some sort of recognition? I'm more than happy to uh, to come and volunteer on a certain day, but do I get a voucher for you know a cafe or to the canteen or whatever the case might be? And we see this a lot in, in corporates as well. Yeah, I'm happy to help with that strategy, but what do I get in return? I'm happy to help with this, but do I get a cut or a slice of the pie as well. And logically, when we hear this and look, when we see this, we know that this is not conducive to high performing cultures and great performing cultures. And yet, we still see this time and time again. And unfortunately, whether it be in a volunteer organization like a community sporting club or in an organization that is a for profit organization, such as a sales team, there are too many passengers. There are too many people who are looking for opportunities to maybe skip under the radar or expect others to just do things because often the case is, well, I'm not going to do that because it's not my job responsibility or it's beneath my role. And so there can be a level of hierarchy in relation to this. And often it creates a culture where people are just sitting back and waiting for things to get done, hoping that they don't have to be the ones who are asked to do things. Now, what then happens is the culture starts to implode. You start to get people questioning, why am I part of this particular team? Why is that person not making a contribution? Why is it always left to the vital few? Why is it me that always have to make the phone call, tidy up the office, put out the rubbish, sweep the floors, whatever the case might be? There's a level of resentment that starts to flow into a team because there's a level of selfishness that starts to permeate within that team. And when that happens, the, the results are they start to plateau and they start to go down because you've now got people within the team who are more interested in their own self-interest rather than the interest of the team. And this is where it's a, it's a really, really downward spiral where any positive results are normally going to be by accident and certainly not uh, intentional and very rarely become sustainable. And I was reflecting last night actually after this meeting and thinking about the the book I read recently called Legacy, which is the story of the All Blacks, the New Zealand rugby team, and why they happen to be one of the most successful uh, organizations in history of sport. But if you actually translate that history of business really in terms of how do they build an engaging culture and what are some of the things they put in place in order to underpin that engaging culture. And it's really simple things. And then one of the simple things they talk about is the concept of sweeping the sheds. And I often share this with leadership teams as well. Because within a leadership team, within a within a team environment, there's often people who are looking to others to take the lead or to make the contribution or not necessarily looking for how they can individually contribute to the team. They're looking for others to step up. And in many cases people are looking for what they can get from the team. So the concept of the sweeping of the sheds is that it's not left to the cleaner. It's not left to any specific person within the team or the organization to do it. It's the leadership group that will pick up the brooms and they're the ones that start sweeping the sheds because the attitude is as the leader, nothing is beneath them in order to get things done and make a contribution to the team. 
The same thing goes with strapping tape, that uh, where the rugby players wear strapping tape on their shoulders or their knees or their arms and their hands, whatever the case might be. When the tape is removed, it is never left on the ground and is never left on the floor. It's always placed in a bin. So everybody takes responsibility for the contribution to keeping the environment clean. And it's not left to a few individuals. So everybody has a responsibility, but the leaders are the ones that show the way. And hence... One of the key reasons and one of the one of the authors of this particular book traveled with the All Blacks for over 12 months and interviewed many of the many of the team members, many of the leaders, but most of the most of the lessons came from simple observations. And they could see that this team is based on yes, it's got a leadership hierarchy, but the leaders are not there to reign based on hierarchy. They are there to make a contribution to the whole team so that everybody is valued. Everybody is actually valued in terms of their contribution, but the expectation is that every member of the team makes that contribution to ensure the culture remains that high-performing, elite, exceptional culture. And so the key principle here out of today is, is this, and that is giving. Giving or contribution is the key. So this is why great leaders are givers. Great leaders get this. Their entire focus is on giving, how they can assist, how they can help, how they can remove obstacles, how they can pave the way. And the key element with this, there's no attachment to the outcome. And great leaders will not do things for the accolades that come with it. So the captain and the leadership team of the All Blacks do not sweep the sheds to get any sort of recognition whatsoever. They they sweep the sheds because that is the thing that needs to be done. And if I translate this back to our local sporting club, we've got a couple of leaders within the football club that actually do this on a regular basis. The unfortunate thing is there's a level of awareness that is missing with a lot of the other players within the group and they just expect, oh, this person's going to pick up the broom and this person's going to do that and they just let them do it rather than asking the question, can I help you? Or even better than that, just standing up and actually helping without having to ask. And that's where we want to get to. We want to get to where every single person within the team is looking for opportunities to make a contribution. Because as the great man Neil Danaher always says, great teams, exceptional teams, are based on a foundation of selflessness, not based on a foundation of selfishness. And right now, have a look at your team. Have a look at the team that you're a part of. Have a look at the teams that you're liaising with, that your stakeholder groups, and just observe and ask the question of yourself rather than asking them, just observe. What are you seeing in terms of playing out? What sort of behaviors do you see? Do you see behaviors that are based on a foundation of self ishness or are you starting to see some selflessness where people irrespective of hierarchy irrespective of position irrespective of whether it's their role or responsibility are they looking for opportunities to make a contribution because that is the right thing to do and with no attachment to the outcome so they're not expecting any accolades or any recognition or anything in return they're just doing it because they want to make a contribution now when you see this and when you do this for yourself and when you see this happen with your team what do you think happens as a result well based on experience and I can I can say this because I've worked with a lot a lot of teams that are doing this that have that I've helped turn their culture around what tends to happen is when people are looking for opportunities to make a contribution the level of energy all of a sudden starts to go up there's no longer this focus on what can I get it's more a focus on how can I give because if I give I'm actually making a contribution to the whole team. And by that virtue, everybody within the team is going to benefit. There'll be an increase in level of consistency. There'll be an increase in level of excellence in terms of the effort that we put in place. You'll also notice that team members will begin to role model excellent behaviors and drive accountability to each other. You'll find that the giving and the contribution 
mantra will begin to spread. So there'll be no longer uh, all the key things being left to a small amount of people. They'll be more evenly spread across the whole team, which means the results will start to improve. Engagement will start to increase. And by virtue of that, guess what? Opportunities will start to flow. And they cannot help but start to come in because the whole focus now is on what we can give to the team, not what we can take from the team. So the key key message today is to think about right now for you as a sales leader, are you giving as much as you can? Are you focusing on what contribution you can make to the team, to the business, to your stakeholders, or are you focusing on what you can get from your team, from your stakeholders, from the business? Because it all starts with us and it only takes one person to actually change the approach to this and it becomes a cascade effect. So right now, are you a giver? And that means, are you giving of your time? Are you giving of your attention? Are you giving of your mind space to people? Or are you looking at what you can get? Is it a transactional environment you've created? Or is it a contribution environment you've created? So based on your uh, observation, here's the challenge I want to leave you with today. I want you to focus on the next week and every opportunity you possibly can to make a contribution to give. And when you think you've given as much as you possibly can, I want you to give a little bit more. And then sit back and just watch what happens because you might be blown away with the opportunities that come to you, the conversations you start to have and the results you start to deliver. So I trust that message helps and I trust that message resonates and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.